You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is hit well in a center field. That one's carrying out at center. It's out of here! Oh, Johnny with a pinch hit home run! At the plate is Mike Trout. The pitch on its way. It's blasted out to dead center field. Out of here. Ball gets away. He's going to break for the plate. Ball game is over. The Angels with a walk-off win here in the bottom of the ninth inning. This is the Angels Recap Podcast, a review of the past week in Angels baseball. Here's your host, Trent Rush. This is like the ultimate get-to-know-you show. Hello, everybody. My name is Trent Rush. Yes, the Angels Recap Podcast is here. A fresh one this week with a pair of fresh faces coming up, or fresh voices, I guess I should say, on a podcast. We had a great conversation with Matt Harvey, which we're going to get to here in just a second. Also with Tommy LaStella, New Angels infielder, that we're going to have on uh, a little bit later on here on this program today. However you found us, I'm glad you are here, whether it be on angels.com slash podcast. I know a lot of you are subscribers already. If you are not a subscriber, go on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever it may be, subscribe to the podcast. Totally free service we do here at Angels Baseball. We want to provide uh, this great content to you guys so you can get a chance to really learn who Angels players are, what this organization is all about, and get in depth and, and really get inside you're not going to get anywhere else. Our players have been unbelievable. The Angels PR department has helped out a ton in getting these guys to come on the show and it's the response from both the players and the fans has been tremendous and and thanks to all of you uh, for being a part of this. All right, so our first guest today, I think you guys are going to like this one. We brought the Dark Knight on the show. Yes, Matt Harvey, the Angels, able to sign him this past offseason on a one-year deal. It's an incentive-based deal, uh, an interesting contract to get Matt Harvey at a relative discount considering the fact that this guy was widely regarded as one of, if not the best pitcher in all of baseball in 2013. Uh, I should say one of. Ended up finishing fourth in the Cy Young that year when he was dominant with the Mets. Fast forward to 2018, which ended up being a fascinating year for Matt Harvey after After a slow start in New York, he then gets traded to Cincinnati in May, where he was just a different guy, and it was awesome. Matt Harvey ends up going 7-7 with a 4-5-0 ERA, and quite frankly, if you take out his five worst outings that he had and because uh, he, he had a couple of really bad outings, but if you take those out, his ERA was sub three. I mean, I mean, there were moments last year where Matt Harvey was brilliant in Cincinnati and there is a chance that could be a turning point in his career. Look, Matt Harvey's only 29 years old. He'll be turning 30 here in a couple of weeks, but this is a guy that has big potential and we know if Matt Harvey is right, he can be as dominant of a starting pitcher as you will find in baseball. Well, he feels he is right. He feels like uh, he can get back to what he was earlier in his career. I hadn't met him before we were able to record this interview earlier today, and I was pretty impressed by him and uh, looking forward to see what he can bring to this Angels organization. So let's not waste any more time. Here now our conversation with Angels starting pitcher Matt Harvey. Joined now by a guy that has big potential with this Angels team, and I say that because his track record is as strong as it gets, and we know that this guy can be an elite pitcher. He has been that. We're certainly hoping that he's going to be that with the Halos. Matt Harvey joining us on the phone now. What's going on, Matt? How are you? 
I'm doing great. How about you guys? Hey, we're doing awesome. So glad that you're taking some time out to talk with us here uh, this afternoon. I got to know, what has this offseason been like for you and the chance to get a fresh start with a new team and have in some ways a normal offseason, I would imagine, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's been, uh, it's been a while since I've, I've been able to do that and not really have to go through a rehab process. So it's been um, – it's been good. I mean, I was able to take a little time off from throwing and, and get the body uh, right where I wanted it to, um, you know, starting in October and, and then picked up the ball back in November, I guess, and, you know, end of November. It's been, uh, it's been awesome. It's been an awesome off season. And now you get a chance to come back to Southern California. I feel like it was meant to be from way back <laughs> when, from, from before your college days, it was meant to be you pitching for the angels. Yeah, yeah I know that was uh that was pretty. It was pretty cool when when Scott called and, and uh, you know said that that things were starting to heat up with the Angels and and he kind of uh, had we kind of had some flashbacks talking to each other, uh, you know, from back in two thousand seven. So it was uh, it was good news, and then it's obviously even better now that that we got everything done and and I'm on my way out there. Fantastic, and I know that this organization has uh, been needing a lot of pitching help, and I uh, I know that a lot of people here are hoping uh, and excited that you can bring that. I want to talk about 2007 real quickly, though, because uh, that is a tough thing to do. Just I I do a lot of college baseball, so you're I, I I'm very familiar with a lot of athletes that go through that struggle and those that have to turn down the big leagues to go play college ball. When you think about that time, man, how tough was that decision? When you think about it now. It was very tough. Um, you know, something that you don't, you can't really prepare for. And, and, you know, especially as an 18 year old kid trying to make it, you know, an adult decision like that, it's, it was hard. And that was the, uh, that was the first year that they kind of implemented the signing deadline. Um, and that led up pretty much right until I actually had to go down to, to North Carolina. So it was, I think it was, we, you know, as a family kind of decided to, to take the college route and, and uh, you know looking back on it it was uh, it was the right decision for me and, and I had an amazing three years at North Carolina but um, you know like I said it's that's a very tough decision especially as an 18 year old to to do and then especially with the circumstances of that year it was it was uh, you know kind of decline a, a major league offer and then and then the next day I was packing up to go to school so it was uh, it all happened very fast, but um, you know that was that's kind of how you start growing up. So, yeah, no doubt about that. You know, I was talking to Billy about you, and one of the things he was telling me about what you can bring is he was really excited about what you were able to do, especially at the end of last year in Cincinnati, and knowing that when you're coming off that shoulder surgery that you had, it's almost like it takes two full years to really get mm-hmm. right. And, and you were at that point in the middle of last season. And that could be a big reason why you had the success uh, that you had had, I'm sure among other uh, circumstances as well. Do you feel like your arm is finally at a hundred percent? Absolutely. I think it's, you know, it's, this is, uh, I've been, you know, out in California throwing and, um, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the a lot of guys that have, have been out there for a couple of years that I've, you know, played catch with and, and, um, you know, multiple guys out there have, have said this is the best that it's ever come out. So, wow. um, you know, and this is, these are, these are guys who have been, you know, out there for, um, you know, as long as I have. And, and they just, they keep, you know, giving me many compliments on, on, 
on how that's coming. So, you know, mentally, obviously that helps and, um, just feel, I mean, it's, it was a, it was kind of a strange surgery to come back from because nobody really knew that much about it. I didn't know much about it and, uh, it was frustrating at times. And, uh, I think last year with, uh, some success and, and I, I'd say more, more starts than, than not in, in Cincinnati were, were pretty solid. So, and, uh, you know that definitely definitely helped me feel good going into the off season, knowing that I had, uh, you know, had success, and then obviously I had a full off season to to really train and get back to hundred uh, percent. And yeah, absolutely, I feel I feel feel very good going into into spring training in this year. I know what happened last year, first part of the season in New York, probably didn't go the way anybody wanted it to. How much of that do you feel like was physical versus? outside influences from your perspective well well i mean the thing is is that when you you know i I love being out there i love playing i love competing i love dominating and when you when your body doesn't really let you do that mentally it's it's really tough especially in a city like this um you know it was it was a frustrating time for me i wanted to go out there and and you know i've clearly remember what it's like to have as much success as I did in New York and then, um, you know, have so many bad, bad experiences from starts and just not physically feeling well. And then it mentally took a toll on me. And that was, that was the hard part. That's when, you know, things kind of spiraled out of control and, and, uh, you know, really just, just because of not being able to play and not be able to compete with the guys and, and, you know, get to get everybody to where I, I knew we could get to, it was, uh, it was a really tough time. I feel like that is something that is hard for a lot of people to understand that are in it. Like, I know I could never relate to having to deal with something like that, but I've talked with a lot of, like, sports psychologists that talk with college athletes, and they say one of the things they talk about when they finish school and they don't go pro is that they feel like they lost their identity and they feel like, mm-hmm. hey, I was an athlete this whole time in college and now I'm not anymore. And you can go through yeah. uh, depression and frustration, a lot of different things. Did you feel that same kind of thing when, when your arm just wasn't right for you for so long? Yeah, I mean, that was it was that. And it was, it was um, you know, obviously in 13 I had uh, the most success and then I had Tommy John at the end of the year, which – kind of kind of was a crushing blow to me and and uh you know knowing i had to miss a whole year after such a good one it was that's kind of when the mental mental side became uh you know tough and 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 you know as a 23 year old 24 year old you know those are those are things you look back on now being a little bit older and, and wishing there was a lot of things that i did differently but um you know that's how you grow and you develop and and uh, you know the, the tough part about the second surgery was, like I said, nobody nobody really knew much about it, and especially in the baseball world. And um, you know, having that at a younger age, you didn't know. I didn't really know when I was supposed to start working out, or what I could do, what I couldn't do, uh, when I should have started throwing. So, you know, looking back on it, I think I tried to do uh, too much too soon for for that surgery and and didn't really give it enough time to heal and and uh you know get me get me to get me physically to where i wanted to be and that was the hard part and i then i just kept going backwards so um you know mentally it was tough but 
you have to live, live and learn. And, and um, you know, fortunate enough, I was able to kind of bounce back in Cincinnati. And, and uh, I'm here where I am now and, and happy to be an angel. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Matt, let's talk about that time in Cincinnati, though, because really with the exception of a, a small handful of starts, you were outstanding there. I mean, how big was that for you mentally, emotionally, physically to know, hey, I can be Matt Harvey again? You were that at the end of last year. Could you feel that? How much? How important was that for you? Uh, it, was, it was huge. I mean, that, there were a lot of, a lot of rough times in, in 2016 and 17 and you know, even at the beginning of last year, it was, um, you know, some rough, really rough times. And I had, had a lot of good friends around me, a lot of good family members who were, you know, really sticking behind me. And, and um, you know, once I had the, uh, the switch over to Cincinnati, I got over there and those guys were great. Um, you know, the teammates that I had there, they were, I'm still talk, I still talk to them. They're, they're going to be friends for a while. And, um, you know, they were, they were just extremely supportive once I got there and we, they, they, you know, didn't, didn't listen to any of the other stuff. They kind of just, um, you know, accepted me for, for me and, and we had a great time. It was, it was a really fun summer. Yeah, I bet. And look, this is something, I mean, again, there's no way, I, I can't relate to this. Most of our listeners, there's no way they're going to be able to re- relate to this. But, like, you see a guy, and you see the tabloids, and you see the headlines out there, and what can happen in New York. I think people have a hard time getting to know, like, who is Matt Harvey really, uh, and trying to figure it out, because you hear those stories from Cincinnati and the success there, and I think you're going to really like this Angels Clubhouse, by the way. Like, it's a really good group of guys, and I think you're yeah. going to really enjoy it here. Um, like, how hard is that when when you know that like so many people probably don't have a very clear idea of who you are because it can be misconstrued? Yeah, I mean that's. Yeah, I guess you're gonna you're gonna find that most either it's one way or the other in New York, and, and they either they either love you or they hate you. But um, you know, I, I've like I said before, I've got such great friends. Um, you know, here in New York, I've got friends in from from guys in the Cincinnati clubhouse and, and friends from guys that are, you know, I've, I've worked out with out at Boris's place. So, um, you know, I, I, that was the, that was one of the questions that was asked when I got to Cincinnati was, uh, you know, we were, I think we were having some fun and, and laughing and joking in the, in the weight room. And, and I kind of asked them, I was like, was this what you guys expected? And, and they were like, we really didn't know what to expect. And um, they all, they all, you know, all of them well, were were very supportive and and said that they were uh, very happy that I I got a chance to go over there and play and and uh, you know that made me feel really good. So it was it was uh, like I said, it was a fun summer and those guys were great. So now you get to join this team. By the way, that, I would guess that's probably a pretty jarring thing to hear, though. I mean, that's a tough question to ask. I mean, if you really want to know, because, I mean, who knows, who knows what they could have said? Yeah. You know, it all worked out all right, but that could have gone a couple yeah. different ways. <laughs> no, I know, I know. Yeah. It was, uh, no, we had a lot of fun. And, um, you know, I know a lot of them were, were kind of sad that I was, I was leaving and not coming back. But, um, like I said, I, I'm happy to, I'm happy we had such a good summer and it was it was uh, it was a good time and then you know it was a good it was a good 
good change of, of scenery and, and a good stopping point before I obviously uh, come out there and, and try and win some games for, for the Angels. Yeah, I'd say nobody is sad here, by the way. I think everyone's everyone's pretty excited here in Southern California that you're coming out here to be a part of this staff. That I mean, this is a staff that's had a lot of ups and downs, a lot of injuries as well. Uh, as you now get set to head to Tempe and spend some time uh, with these guys and getting to know this organization, what are some of the important things for you to get out of this particular spring training when you're trying to work in with the new club? Uh you know, I think it's just it's it's about getting out there, getting reps, and and um, you know, I've, I've been able to talk to, to Doug White a few times, and, and um, you know, really kind of get his point of view on where, what to expect and what what we're trying to accomplish, and you know, what things I can I can work on throughout, um, you know, for the rest of the the off season and then moving into spring training. So it was, uh, it's been good, and especially since I was. Um, you know, doing a lot of stuff out in Southern California. It was, uh, you know, we had we had the opportunity to to meet, and he came and saw me work out and um, and throw a little bit, and and you know, we got to sit down and have some lunch, and, and now we've been, you know, pretty much texting every week. So it's been yeah. uh, a good experience in that, and, and you know, I think it's just this will be my first spring training with a new team, so it'll be. Uh, I'm sure it'll be interesting walking into the locker room and probably some probably some jitters and butterflies, but uh, it's really exciting and I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, like I said before, I think you're going to really like this group of guys. There's good dudes in there. Hey, this is also this is like coming home for you. I know this is a place that you, that you like to visit, and it was that part of the appeal to be in Orange County in particular for you. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's I've I've had such good off seasons out there, uh, training and, and I mean, the weather's obviously perfect. So yeah. that was, that was a nice, will be a nice change. And then, uh, you know, I just really, um, you know, looking at the team, getting to play with arguably the best player in baseball and, and, um, you know, I think getting, getting to being able to watch, watch him play every day was, is going to be, uh, is going to be exciting. And, you know, I want to win. I want to. I want to play in a team that was uh, that has a lot of upside and, and is going to do a lot of damage. And I, and I really thought that this was a perfect fit, and, and um, I'm ready to go. Matt, from a baseball standpoint, and I know you feel healthy again, and I would I would guess that when the doctors say, oh, you're doing fabulous, and we haven't said anything like this, that's going to give you a lot of confidence. But what does that do, not just from a, an emotional side, but just from a physical perspective? Like when you're stepping onto the mound now, do you feel like you can do things that maybe you weren't able to do before? Well, I think it's, you know, it's, it's nice hearing that stuff from the doctors, but it's all about how you feel – uh, you know, working out. Do you feel strong? Do you feel, uh, you know, I guess I guess what you're saying, what I'm trying to say is, uh, you know, when you don't really feel that great or you remember how it feels to feel amazing, yeah. um, you know, you do have a lot of confidence. You do go out there in a different way. And, um, you know, for me anyways, it's been, it's been tough kind of going out there with, without a loaded gun, I guess you could say. So kind of having those tools back and having that, those, those, those bullets back, it's, it's, uh, you know, I got to feel it a little bit last year and, and I'm, I'm pretty confident that it's going to 
continue into this year and, and instead of a few starts it's going to be you know every start like it like it has in the past and, uh, it'll be fun going out with a loaded gun again I, I would imagine that's going to be that's a huge deal for you what, what what went right for you when you were in Cincinnati like when you when you had great starts just from like a baseball perspective what were you mm-hmm. doing well that helped you succeed I think it was mixed between location and like like you said I mean confidence yeah if you feel good, you feel like you're locating the ball well and the ball's coming out, I mean, you can tell as a pitcher if it's coming out well or not. Um, and there was, there was, there was a lot of good things that, uh, you know, that I felt and, and that, that happened last year that kind of catapulted me to, um, you know, getting back to where I want to be. And that's, that's the, that's the goal. I mean, you never want to be just as good. I want to be better than I was before and, and you know, I think with with health and and confidence, that's that's uh, that's definitely achievable. Sure, I, I talked about this with Andrew Heaney last week about the kind of the competition for being the opening day starter. And you know, like I'm I'm a big believer in like in Southern California. It was always the Pete Carroll mantra: competition breeds excellence. And I think that that reigns true, especially among starting staffs. It can in a healthy uh, starting rotation, anyway. Um, for you, do you feel like uh, it would be something significant for you to try to be the opening day starter is that a goal of yours i think as a starting pitcher it's, it's, it should always be your goal yeah um you know i wouldn't i wouldn't say it's it's a it's a competition i mean it's it's i've had the opportunity to to start an opening day and and um you know i've been in the game long enough to know what goes into those decisions so it's um you know, obviously, it's it's always an honor when you can, and and it's something that you're always going to want to want to try and do. But uh, you know, as a player, you don't make those decisions. You can only just kind of keep your head down and and uh, focus on what you need to do that specific day. And and uh, you know, those decisions will come with with how you're doing. So um, obviously, the answer is yes. Everybody <laughs> wants that, and I, I definitely want that. But you know, I I realize that. There's a lot that goes into the play. Matt, last thing for me here, and we'll get a chance to catch up at spring training as well, and I'm looking forward to that. But when you signed with the Angels and you made the commitment to join this team, in your mind, what were you thinking initially, and what do you think now of what do you want to accomplish here with the Angels in 2019? Well, the main goal is to is to get back to the playoffs, and that's you know I think as a as a player once you've once you've achieved that. Um, you know, you'll never, you're never going to forget that. So that going to a new team and, and trying to get back to the playoffs and, and uh, you know, get a world championship. That's the, that's the main goal, whatever, whatever it is I can do to, to help the team do that. And, and that's what it is. Hey man, I appreciate it. Matt Harvey. Thank you for joining us here on Halo's hot stuff, the angels recap podcast. This is awesome. I'm fired up. that You're going to be part of this organization. I can't wait to see you in a couple of weeks out in Arizona, man. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. That's a really interesting guy right there. And for him to be that honest and that open about his time in New York and to be able to walk through that uh, with us, and we're just talking for the first time, uh, I I really appreciate the sincerity and the thoughtfulness of Matt Harvey in that interview. Again, it is very, very much appreciated. I know you guys like that as well. Uh, Again, I think Matt Harvey can have a really good year. I really have a feeling that Cincinnati can be a turning point for him. Are we going to see the Matt Harvey that we saw in 2013? I doubt it, 
but I think that you're going to get a better version of what he was in the second half of last year in Cincinnati, and he's going to keep getting healthier and keep getting stronger. And now he's finally able to have a normal offseason and be at 100%. It's almost like the weight of the world came off of Harvey's shoulders in that time in Cincinnati, and now he gets a true fresh start, a true fresh season here in a place that he's comfortable in Southern California. I I think that this year could be a really good one for Matt Harvey, and I can't wait to see what he can do, and I think it's going to be a fun competition in spring training. I want to know who's going to be the Angels opening day starter, because if you ask me right now, I could not tell you. There, I, I could give you four names that I think all have pretty close to an equal chance of being the opening day starter. Three in particular, maybe four. I'll let you guys figure out uh, who that is. Okay, I want to get to this now. We had a chance to talk with Tommy LaStella a little bit earlier this week. I I like Tommy LaStella a lot. He's a really fun guy. You're going to enjoy this conversation, too. This is an important piece for the Angels. And even though his numbers aren't going to jump off the page at you, he's a good defensive option that provides a lot of versatility. Like, I'm looking at his numbers right here from last season. In 123 games, he got 192 plate appearances last year, hit 266 on base percentage of 340. The year before that, on base percentage of 389. But the thing about Tommy LaStella is he is an unbelievable pinch hitter. Like his his batting average is better as a pinch hitter than it is for him when he's like playing every day. It's crazy. And that's uh, I talked to Joe Madden about this, and the one thing he told me about Tommy LaStella, that dude can pinch hit, and that's an important piece to have uh, when you have somebody that can come off the bench, give you those kind of abs, and somebody that can you know be you know, plugged into any position in the infield that is so important on this team, especially when you got Shohei Otani, Albert Pujols, and Justin Bohr. You need to have versatility, and having a guy like Tommy Lastella adds a lot to that. So now, here's our chat with Angels infielder Tommy Lastella. We're joined now by one of the new Angels we get a chance to meet this season. Tommy LaStella comes over from the Cubs where he won a World Series. We're going to ask Tommy about that a little bit later on. But I want to know about Tommy LaStella getting excited to join this Angels club. Tommy, how are you, man? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Really appreciate you doing this. And I know for you, as far as spring training is concerned, probably not all that different. I mean, Tempe and Mesa couldn't have been uh, much closer for uh, your spring training plans. I know that you're planning on getting out to uh, Arizona relatively soon. What are your plans for getting a chance to join this club here in the next couple of weeks? Yeah, like you said, probably uh, within the next couple of weeks, I'll head out there. I'm thinking uh, first week of February or so, I'll get out there. Um, just got acclimated to the to the new spot, the new setting, and um, meet everybody, put uh, names to faces and stuff like that, and get rolling. I'm excited. I'm always curious, like whenever there's new players, like what do they think about uh, what they have heard about this Angels organization? Everything we hear is that you know everyone seems to like this clubhouse. Are those the kind of things that you have heard uh, when you got a chance to sign with this club? Yeah, yeah, I did. I haven't gotten a chance to speak to too many people, but everybody that I did, uh, you know, echoed that same sentiment that it's a great place to work, and the guys on the team and, and in the uh, you know people in the organization throughout are, are um, you know top of the line. Everybody seems to really enjoy being there, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Tommy, we had your old manager. Uh, and Joe Madden come by Southern California just last month, and I had a chance to talk with him. I mean, he's by the way, like he's hilarious and has all kinds of just like the greatest stories ever. And I really enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. What were what, what were some things that you learned for playing for Joe Madden? We everyone everyone in Southern California knows him from that O two team. But what do you what do you remember? Uh, what did you learn from spending time with Joe? 
Man, I, I learned a ton. I mean, that's the guy that uh, Joe has had a, a, a huge impact on me, not just as a player, but as a person. Um, I think when you watch him and the way he conducts himself and the way he handles, um, you know, I mean, the position that he's in is not an easy one. And so there's always going to be, you know, difficulty along the way. But he seems to paper over everything so smoothly and cleanly. And um, he's very authentic, which, uh, you know, I learned – a lot about, you know, being authentic in those difficult moments from watching him. I mean, he's he's about as good as it gets. He doesn't make excuses. And, um, you know, I think playing for Joe for those those few years was um, was huge for me. Just like I said, not not, not only as a player, but as a person. And um, he's somebody that I'm, I'm glad to carry a friendship with this day. Hey, Tommy, I got Angels questions and baseball questions for you in a second, but if you wouldn't mind, I just kind of want to geek out as a baseball fan and historian for a second. Dude, you got to yeah. tell me, what was 2016 like in that World Series? Oh, God, it was crazy, man. Um, and I didn't even do anything. I was just standing there watching it. It was, like, <laughs> it, was it, it was unbelievable. It really was, like, just being there and being a part of it. You knew you were watching history, like, as it was unfolding live, and it was kind of a surreal feeling and a realization to, to think that in the moment and, and watching it and what those guys did on that field and it wasn't just you know winning the world series but you know them taking on you know 108 years of of anticipation and pressure and and expectation it was like it was incredible to watch and and you know my hat's off to those guys because what they did was was so special and from such a young team i mean there were plenty of you know, veteran guys leading the way, but, the, you know, such a good chunk of that team with young guys that, that stuffed up in, in absolutely huge moments. It was really cool. I mean, I haven't had a chance to interact with guys from that group, like, all that much, just on occasion when they stop by Angel Stadium, but obviously being in a different league, it doesn't happen all that much. Uh, but I, I just remember hearing about, like, the leadership of that team. Because people, like, in baseball today, everyone wants to look at the numbers. And while numbers are such a huge part of the game now – also, there's the human element and the leadership side of that. And everyone talks about, you know, what Jason Hayward did in the clubhouse uh, in that game seven and, you know, the kind of leader that Anthony Rizzo is. Were there a lot of, like, leadership lessons that you learned in that experience with that club? Yeah, definitely. I mean, top to bottom in that in that group, it, was, it really was like a group of, you know, 25 individual leaders at times, really. I mean, more than 16 was – there were, there were some veteran guys like Dexter and Rossi and, and Lack and, and Jake, and there were more guys like that around then. But um, honestly, as it developed over the last couple of years or so, everybody really assumes, um, you know, pretty much what they learned from those guys. And, and the Cubs were not, you know, a winning organization until those guys showed up in, in 2015 and really made such a huge difference. So I think, uh, yeah, that, that definitely translated moving forward. And, and the presence in that clubhouse is like, Everything is is as it should be, and, and nobody really gets too flustered when things don't go their way, and, and guys trust what they have, and they trust their ability to bounce back, and that's what makes it so good. Tommy, one of the things that Joe also told me about you, he said, hey, n- n- number one, Dude's an unbelievable pinch hitter, and you have you have been in, in some of these great uh, situations. You've had some really clutch hits uh, throughout your career. What's it take to be a great pinch hitter? Because I would just imagine that must be one of the hardest things to do in baseball. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's weird. A couple people have asked me about it, and, you know, that was kind of just my role 
on the team as it was, and it was it was kind of like, okay, well, I need to figure a way to be as good at this as I can be. Um, you know, I'm not going to be out there all that often. So I, I kind of did for a little while there really, you know, specialize in that aspect of it. And, um, a lot of it came down to, to simplifying um, because if you're only going to get your 1A, B a game and it's going to be in the 6th, 7th, or 8th against a guy, you know, throwing harder with better stuff, whatever, like I, I really do have to have it kind of as simple and concise as possible when I step up there. And, you know, not really afforded the ability to, to take as many big swings, um, you know, and really picking and choosing your moments when you're going to take a swing like that because, you know, it is going to be your only at bat. And it might have been a few days since you've seen your last pitch, whatever. You might not have your timing for the last week or two. And um, so all that stuff goes into it. But for me, it came down to really simplifying it as, as best I could, giving me the best chance for success. I'm going to be curious. I'm sure – I don't know if you know Jose Moda, but he's a part of our broadcast team, and obviously his dad uh, with the Dodgers was, was such a great pinch hitter, Manny Moda, uh, was for them. I, I think I'd be interested to hear you guys talk about that because th- it seems like there is an art to it, and I would imagine that psychologically – you got to be able to embrace that fact that it sounds like you did, but that must, that I would, I would guess that's probably a really hard thing for you to do as a competitor, right? You want to be on the field all the time. So to be able to accept that role, I mean, it, it takes a certain level of maturity to, to be cool with that and then be able to perform. Would you agree? Well, thanks. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I, I mean, I, I, I guess, but at the same time, like when I, you know, for me, when I'm looking around at the dudes that we got on that team and I'm like, okay, like, I'm happy to, to be here. These guys are, you know, talented beyond belief. The fact that, you know, I have a role on this team at all is, is you know, nothing to sneeze at. So let me kind of dive into it and, and do it as best I can. But, yeah, you know, in the beginning it is, you know, to accept that you're not going to be out there as, as often as you'd like and getting, you know, consistent at that. It's obviously, like you said, as a competitor, you want to be out there. But um, I think you make it a little harder on yourself finding over what you don't have instead of kind of focusing on what you can control, which is what I try to do and sometimes goes better than others. But, yeah, it, was, it wasn't too bad. We're talking with New Angels infielder Tommy LaStella, who comes over from the Cubs. And I know this is a player that can fit a lot of different roles on any club, but particularly on this Angels club and a team that really values versatility maybe more than anybody else in Major League Baseball. Uh, Tommy can play all over the infield. How hard is it? And we've talked with Zach Cozart about this because he's had to deal with some of the same things. How challenging is it for you to deal with having to be available to play so many different positions on a given day in this game? Um. I think eventually you get used to it. I, you know, in the beginning, it is a little bit of an adjustment. Um, but that's kind of one of the nice things about it is, you know, not necessarily knowing where you're going to be, just getting thrown into the action just allows you to kind of hop in there and respond, not really have to think too deeply into it, and um, kind of keeps the fresh mixing it up. So I don't really mind it in the beginning. Like I said, it was a little bit of an adjustment, some of the angles um, on the throws and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, actually, you know, I've come to like it over the years. Where did you play growing up? I, you, shortstop probably, right? Uh, yeah, shortstop and then some second base in high school and college and then a little bit of third base. and um, Yeah, so kind of all over, more more recently second and third base. I get you. That was one thing that I talked about with Zach Cozart, too, and, and he was saying because he played shortstop his whole life. I mean, he's a gold glover mm-hmm. as a shortstop in, in the major leagues. 
And he said it was really easy for him to make that adjustment over to second base, just the way he stands and sees the ball. It's not that different over at second base, but the move from short to third was really challenging. Did you find some of those same things? Yeah, yeah, third base is a little different just because, you know, the ball's on you pretty much right away. Um, so it, it kind of is more of like a one-step position, whereas, you know, short and second or you got some time, the ball takes a second to get on you. Um, and then you kind of, you know, obviously shortstop, you got to get it up in the air and come get the ball. Um, but second base got a little more time. But, yeah, third third base, the angle is a little tough and the throw is different if, if, you know, you're not used to it. And like I said, just the ball really getting on you and some of the dudes in this league, I mean, it's, it's crazy how hard some of them hit it. So, like, when they turn on one down that corner, it, it gets on you in a hurry. No, that's the thing, right? Because everyone talks about, like, exit velo and whatnot and, you know, the value that some people value it more than others. I would guess as a third baseman or if you're playing at third, exit velo means something when that's coming at you, right? Because you get some screamers over yeah. there in this league. Yeah, definitely, especially if you're staring at, like, Giancarlo Stanton or like Mike Trout. If they get the head out on something, you better be ready to up in your teeth hey the good news is me with you know maybe the exception of a couple of opportunities in spring you're probably not going to have to deal with that with trout now uh getting a chance to be <laughs> his teammate was that a draw to you did, did, did that mean something to you the chance to play with mike trout oh yeah definitely and and i mean all the guys in that that clubhouse i mean they got a great team and um i'm really looking forward to getting to know not just mike but you know all the guys and um, learning from him, I you know I played with uh, Justin Upton in Atlanta in 2014 and uh, Simba there in the same year, so I know those guys a little bit. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to not just Mike, but you know getting to know all the guys and, and fitting in however it happens. I'm, I'm pumped. How far away is your hometown of Westwood from Millville in New Jersey? Um, I don't know exactly, so don't quote me on it. I think I think he's further down south i'd say maybe okay. a couple hours or so okay. i know he's a big philly philly football fan i'm pretty sure so i think uh he's, he's further down yeah south. he's down over on the southern side I, I was just wondering if what the new jersey baseball circles were like if you guys ever crossed paths i know you're like a couple years older but close in age so i was wondering how, how if you ever if you ever heard about the the mike trout legend stuff uh when he was in high school yeah, yeah, definitely heard a couple stories after the fact, but no, nah, I never, uh, never ran into each other. I get you, I get you. We're talking with Tommy Lastella right now. Hey, I'm looking at your baseball reference page, and it has a thing it's pretty for pretty uninspiring. Huh? No, no, I like, I like your baseball <laughs> reference page. You've had, you've put together Thanks. a nice career. It can add a lot to this team. The versatility, especially, dude, uh, is going to be Thanks. so so key for this club. Um, no, but I, the the one that jumped out at me is nicknames. It says your nickname is 3 a.m. One, are you aware of this? And two, what in the world does that mean? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm aware of it. Um, <laughs> it started, started a few years ago. I think Joe, Joe had said something to one of, uh, I don't know, the reporters about uh, me kind of hitting and uh, coming out of bed and being able to hit in the middle of the night or something like that. And okay. One of the reporters in particular, Jesse Rogers um, from ESPN, loved it and um, kept calling me it, and um, you know, any chance, any job, love Jesse, any chance you got, he pretty much referred to me by it, and um, yeah, it, it caught on a little bit in Chicago. It was funny, but uh, yeah, it was, just, it was a few years ago. Look, I'm gonna be honest. It, when I see 3 a.m. as the nickname, there's a couple of different meanings that could have. So I'm glad that <laughs> I'm glad that's the one that <laughs> yeah. uh, that Joe had for you. That's good. <laughs> that's yeah. good to be able to do this. 
Hey, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming up, coming out to Southern California now, a whole new baseball culture. I know you're an East Coast guy, played college ball on the East Coast. And f- to be able to come out here, what are some of the things that um, maybe you're hoping that this experience is going to be like for you, getting a chance to play in Orange County? I'm excited. I mean, the area itself is, is awesome. Um, been out there several times, and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, being on the west, I love the West Coast, too, so being out there and playing in the AOS will be awesome. And um, You know, it's a little bit of a hike for back home, but, you know, I've already got uh, plenty of family and friends that are, are stoked about making the trip out there for a series and whatever. So it'll be cool. I also love going up to Seattle, too, so that'll be nice. It's one of my favorite places to go. So getting an opportunity to do that a couple times a year, I'm, I'm really excited about it. This is uh, this is a good league, and this is I mean a lot of travel in this league, maybe compared to what you're used to. But uh, no, this is going to be it's going to be fun out here in Southern California. Hey, Tommy, I'm really looking forward to getting a chance to see you out in Tempe uh, for Angel Spring training. I, I know that you're headed there just in a couple of weeks. It's right around the corner. I'm pumped to have you here uh, as part of the Angels. I think it's going to be a really fun season. And seriously, thanks for taking some time out of your off season to join us here on the show today. Absolutely, Trent. Thanks for having me, brother. I'll see you soon. All right. Take care, Tommy. See you in a couple weeks. Man, how much fun was that? Thanks to Tommy LaStella. Thanks to Matt Harvey as well for joining us here on the Halos Hot Stove Show and also the Angels Recap Podcast. If you are not a subscriber to the podcast already, I know I told you at the start of the show, but it's important that we mention this again. Please subscribe to the podcast, whether it be on Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes. Uh, There's a link at the top of the page on angels.com slash podcast where you can see uh, a place to click to subscribe. Please go do that. It's great. It's free. It goes right into your phone so you don't have to worry about trying to log on or see what I post on Twitter or what the Angels post on Twitter about this. You can kind of cut out the middleman and it goes right to you. I tell you what, I'm I'm really proud of what we're doing here at AM830 and with this podcast, we're getting great, great guests. We're going to have Justin Upton on our next podcast and uh, we're going to be out in spring training and we're going to give you insight that nobody else gets. I mean, this is exclusive content and I know that word gets thrown around a lot but this is this is the kind of stuff you are not going to get this anywhere else tell your friends share this podcast it's important to keep this thing growing um it's really good uh for everybody if we can get this podcast really really rocking because we're getting unbelievable guests and i know that the response has been crazy you can rate the podcast review the podcast send me an email t rush at am830klaa.com i'd be happy uh to just hear any feedback whatsoever uh good bad ugly i don't really care i just want to hear what you guys think and we can keep putting out great podcasts because that's important we're going to keep doing this all season long as well then we get in season we'll be doing the angels recap show after games and we're going to take some of the best content there and keep the podcast rocking and rolling that's uh, the beauty of what we're able to do here uh with angels baseball and get a chance to talk angels baseball all year round is a really fun thing. So I want to thank, uh, of course, we already thanked uh, Tommy and Matt for joining us here on the show. Thanks uh, to everybody that's involved here at AM830 in putting this together. Thanks to all of you for listening and for sharing this with your friends. Thank you in advance uh, for getting as many people on board as possible. We have so much fun here on this podcast, and I'm glad you get a chance to experience that as well. Again, my name is Trent Rush. Have a great rest of your day, and look forward to talking to you next week when we got Justin Upton coming up on the next podcast. Go check out some others as well. This has been the Angels Recap Podcast with me, Trent Rush, here on Angels Radio and also angels.com slash podcast. Take care, everybody.